0: Lightning round. Put 36 minutes on the clock. In Dark Souls 1, you can cut the tails off enemies. Mostly bosses. Yeah, mostly bosses. Right? And you get weapons and items for it. That does not carry over into any of the other games. It's a shame. But it, yeah, it's like, it was a defining feature of Dark Souls 1. Yeah. Like, I I forget it sometimes, you know, having played the the series for so long. But I go back to Dark Souls 1 and I'm like, yeah, you can cut the tails. And I remember the first time I played the game, I was just like, it's got a tail? Can I cut it? What tails can I cut? Such a
1: cool mechanic. And Why if, the fuck didn't it go to the other games? Yeah, and if you really like that mechanic uh, and you like Dark Souls combat, play Monster Hunter. <laughs>
0: yes, dear God, play Monster Hunter yeah. if you like Dark Souls.
1: Yeah, like that's almost the entire like that. That pretty much got us immediately into that game. Uh, yeah. Just, just we could cut tails. Oh, you cut tails? You could break all their bits. Yeah. I also think that the tail cutting kind of adds like a mini game. Like I know you don't don't super like these, and I mostly agree with that. And cutting his tail is not necessarily fun, but it certainly makes the fight challenging in a way that it's not challenging otherwise. I think I mean, it's fun. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. I
0: I, went, I did, uh, last time I did bell Gargoyles, when I was doing this last playthrough, my weapon was too strong, you know, cause I had the dragon greatsword. Yeah. and, uh, I was trying to cut their tail, but their tails, like they really move around a lot, the bell yeah. and I just killed him too fat Like I, I would swing and I'd miss the tail and I, I would just hit him, you know, and he's only got about five hits in him. Yeah. Uh, so I, I kill him and the second one drops down and the second one doesn't have a tail. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, already missing. And I'm like, fuck, I gotta go get it from the other gargoyles, you know? I don't want their stupid floppy axe. That's yeah, a yeah. bad weapon. But. but I, I also I w- do. I want to cut their tail. Yeah, you yeah. You know? And there's also random drops. There's, like, uh, the pig has a 50% chance of dropping the pig helm. You know?
1: Oh, the, I always get the pig helm. I thought it was There's a 50% chance. Um. I think I think the one in Duke's Archive is hundred, and then the that third... might that might be true, but the first one is not. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually
0: pretty good early game armor if you can get it. So yeah, like, yeah. it's it's actually like you kind of want it. Just like the Black Knights only have like a small chance of dropping their weapons, like twenty five percent or something. Yeah, Black Knights are sweet because they have
1: really good weapons that are rare to drop. When you kill them, they're dead forever. Yeah, right. But the first time you see a Black Knight, just a month, a month of Hollows, and you see one not facing you, and you can sneak behind him and backstab him. Right, and if you do that, you will see not a lot of health come off. Yeah, and at that point, you know I you, you should know um, I don't have to fight this, but then it's fun to fight. Yeah, and then you walk a couple more feet, and you go into you. If you have the master key, you can open up this basement, and if you go to the bottom of the basement, there's fucking Havel down there, and he will one shot you. Guaranteed. Yeah, Havel will crush you. And Havel's so cool; he has the most heavy armor in the game. It looks awesome. Like Havel's armor is just—it really cool. does. What a, what a masterclass yeah. of design on and, Havel. And he's holding a giant ass club, and it's a dragon's tooth. Yeah, and just, that's just so cool. And it's like, it's like eight feet tall. Yeah, you know, it's just unbelievably huge. Yeah, and you can either you can parry him, you can backstab him, or you can do the most tired and te- true cheese method of. He's wearing a lot of armor, so he takes more fall damage. So you walk up the stairs and you fall off. And <laughs> he follows you and you fall damage him to death. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. Yeah.
0: Uh, and then he drops one of the most important rings in the game the, the Havel's ring, which gives you 50 extra carry weight, yeah, which, which is a, is a lot.
1: Which is important because carry weight affects your role. You get more iframes from your role when you have less on you. So early in Dark Souls, you have this idea in your head where you're like, oh, I should wear more armor because I'm playing an RPG. And then very quickly, you're like, naked is the way to go. And then soon you're just like, I'm just going to wear what looks good. And then that's when Fashion Souls shows up. And that's one of the beauties of the game is you just like don't optimize your armor. You optimize your look,
0: your appearance. You don't have to give a shit really what your armor is. Yeah. And it's so fun. You optimize your weapons. That's about it. Yeah. But Havel lets you do that in a fun way. You put on the Havel's ring, and you can just kind of wear what you want. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. And at least have
1: a, probably a medium role. Yeah, there, there's definitely stuff where it's like, no, I just wear this every time. Yeah. It's like, I like this dress. I always wear this dress, you know? Or this headpiece looks funny, you know? Or, exactly. Or this is a reference to a character I like, and I like that character. Hey, that's Big Hat Logan's hat. I'm going to wear it. Yep, I, I want to like wear hat Big Logan. Hat Logan's hat. Uh, one of the annoying walls in this game is right after you beat Belfry, uh, Belfry Guard you're feeling really high on yourself. Yeah. And then you're trying to figure out where to go. And first, it's kind of annoying because it's back on the bridge near Solaire, near a locked door. And you just, like, probably don't remember. And then when you figure it out, you go down there, and all the enemies are just either dogs or people who will parry you and throw daggers from a distance and just, like, are annoying and are always hiding around corners. Yeah. And you really have to creep your way. And then you finally get to the boss, and you open the boss door, and it's two fucking dogs, and a boss who's immediately jumping against two giant swords, and it just kills you instantly. Yeah. And they're like, okay, now that I know, I can dodge. And then you're Surely, like...
0: Surely, now that I know. Oh,
1: no I can't. And then most people just get stuck there all the time. And it's just kind of some dumb bullshit. And, it all like, if you... You can either super shield up and tank up and, like, poise through it, but nothing... Like, it's the only time that would ever be... I mean, not true. Like, you poise through Manus. Yeah. But, uh, usually I don't poise my way through Dark Souls 1 a lot, so it feels like a pointless time to do it just once. So you just have to, like, dodge and then go through this so narrow area to run upstairs to kill the dogs, and then you get down to the Capper Demon, and you're like, there's a jump. You're so easy. Yeah. The only reason your fight is hard is the first one second. And to get to you sucks. Yeah. Fuck that bullshit. Exactly. Capra Demon is, is one of the worst bosses in the game. Yeah, it, it makes a lot of people quit in a way that it shouldn't.
0: I, I know I raged pretty hard at Capra Demon the first time, and honestly, many times after. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, you never quite get Capra Demon down because it's... it. You just run in and you really, you really hope you're gonna get out.
1: Yeah, it's one of the few times in the game where you don't feel good about when you beat it. Yeah. I mean, you feel better. You feel... You feel a, a relief. Yeah. But it's not like... When you beat gargoyles, you're like patting yourself on the back. Yeah, you know. And
0: Capra Demon is somewhat required. Like technically, all of the depths is optional, and Capra Demon gives you the key to the depths. You don't have to go that way, but only if you can go backwards because you pick the master key at yeah. the end as your
1: starting item, which is kind of annoying. There's a bunch of starting items, and one is good. It's the master key. Yeah, it's super useful. Even if you plan to go through the depths in Blighttown, you still want the Master Key, because it opens up a bonfire door. That's the yeah. only way to get there, halfway through the depths, and that fucking sucks. It's like the it's again. the only bonfire in the depths, and that's garbage,
0: you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, like, the Master Key is, like, always the right answer. Uh, the Thief class starts with it. There's, you can eventually buy one, I think. Yeah, you can buy one from the guy who... It's that incredibly hard to
1: get bridge.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can get a master key yeah. from him. But, like, he, you only get him if you've already been through the depths. Exactly. Know? So, it's it's all garbage, you know? And if you don't have that key, you have to go through depths. You have to go through Cap or Demon. Yeah. Uh, and it's... Yeah,
1: it's not fun. There, uh, there's one cool thing with the starting items, though. There's an item called the pendant. And for a while, they kept saying it's the most important item in the game... And it does absolutely nothing. They're just trolling us. Yep. And it's just funny. It's just like the longest time everyone's like, what does this do? Do I do it, put it in a secret place? Do I trade it with this stupid fucking crow? What is the pendant for?
0: I think, uh, doesn't it allow you to understand the Daughter castes? Chaos is- A different item does. It's not the pendant, though. I forgot what it's called. I thought it was the pendant. I'm almost positive it's that. Because like the old witch's pendant or something.
1: No, it's just called the pendant. There's an, old, there's an old witch's ring, I believe.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the old witch's ring lets you do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a but witch the pen- ring which pen- allows you functually. to hear some lore, right? Yeah.
1: The, the We talked about it earlier, but the daughter of Chaos, the other spider lady, you could understand her if you have that ring, and yeah. that's kind of cool. You just get a little bit of the story, yeah. right? Another fun thing right next to it is there's these horrible egg things, and the first time you see them, they're right before uh, Qualog. And you're you're like oh you're crawling and horrible and disgusting I'll attack you and then just maggots come out and just fuck your shit the up maggots and are so much more powerful and you can't really hit them because they're so tiny so you're like cool I'm uh, never gonna kill one of these again yeah but it turns out if you let one of them grab your face I think they like grab and like suck on your face it's really yeah gross. it's kind of hard to do yeah the, you need it for a quest line because fucking Dark Souls <laughs> um. After a while, you slowly start scratching your head from a an niche, and then your head just turns into an egg and it, like eats half your souls. It's just such a weird status effect. Yeah, no, I think it increases souls. Yeah. It eats your, it eats them first, and then it increases. Yeah, them. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah,
0: and you need that for a quest line. So you just you can just be an egg. You can talk to another you egg guy. I You're... think it gives you a unique attack as well. I think like you get a head a headbutt. That's cool. I don't know that. I think so. Pretty yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but, no, like, that's something... No promises, audience. Yeah, uh, don't quote me on that. But, like, that's something you can do, right? That's yeah. the we, That's the thing about Dark Souls, is there's always, like... There's always something you don't know about it. Yeah. You know? Even when you think you know everything, there's always something you don't know.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's n- new shit every day. Yeah. New speedrunning tactics all the time, and they're all kind of interesting. Exactly. You know? um, one thing we didn't even remotely touch on, which is crazy, because it started a trend of every one of their DLCs is pretty impeccable, is Dark Souls 1 DLC. Yeah. It's just great. Yep. It's great the whole time. There's a huge jump in boss fight quality. Yeah. Walk, in, incredibly hard to get into, though. Yeah. You have to kill a golem who's passive. A little thing golem. You get an item. You have to re- talk to the no, dust. So, what you do, first, you gotta go kill the hydra in, in uh,
0: Darker Garden. Go behind the hydra, and there's a gold golem who is so strong, and you have to kill him and inside the gold golem is Dusk. You talk to Dusk, and she, you know, says, oh, I'm from Oolacile, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you say you'll help her, right? Then, you have to go beat Ornstein and Smough. You have to place the Lord Vessel, which opens up the doors to Duke's Archives, so you can go to Duke's Archives, and then there's a passive, regular blue golem there. You kill that blue golem, he drops a pendant. You take that pendant, you go back to Darker Garden, and there will be a portal that leads to the DLC. You actually
1: don't have to talk to the Dusk of Ullasil. I know, because I was trying to get her to buy the light spell and then I just kept attacking and she died like the golem died and then I swung again and then she died I'm like there's no more light spell but I still got to the DLC It's
0: funny either way you have to free dusk either. yeah you have to
1: free dusk but it's uh very common th- to-, to segue seamlessly before we talk about the DLC that's this thing that happens all the time where you're like oh this NPC does something I'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick you put your controller down you swing your sword they aggro and you're like that quest lines over you'll yep. kill them and then move on with your day yep.
0: they they actually fixed this in the remaster um, yeah they made it more friendly where it's like you can hit them i think once before they they will attack like if you hit them twice they'll they'll aggro yeah. uh but it used to be if you if you hit them at all they would aggro yeah, like you which... jump on their head on accident because you fall off a platform exactly you know you, know, you hit r1 or something like that the, the scariest thing is when you want to do a wizard or a pyromancer because you have to have those specific teachers and you're like you're like, you're just hands off the controller when you're talking to them, you know? Because mm-hmm. if you hit R1, your game is over.
1: Yeah, and like, there there's some dirty tricks. So like, early in the game, there's all these bodies in barrels. You'll hit a barrel. Yeah. And out will fall a dead body and an item. And like, uh, it's like humanity a lot of times. It's an item that you want. Yeah. Um, And then later on, you're in the depths. And there's just the Pyromancer teacher hidden in a barrel. And it's, he'll, he says stuff, but it is, Easy, just to break barrels. because yeah, you to might. There's a lot of do, barrels in that room. You might just be swinging. You just might kill this guy, and that's a dirty, dirty trick. Yeah, it's fucked up. Um, but uh, but to go back to the DLC, you walk out and it's you already fight like maybe mechanically the best boss fight <laughs> in the game up to this point. It's far and away. You you fight Sanctuary Guardian, who's
0: the most aggressive. Like a Manticore. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it is a Manticore, right? But it's it's the most ag- not quite a Manticore. but it's the most aggressive, hardest hitting boss. In the game so far.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that trend will continue. Yeah, and he just has a cool moveset and he's crazy and it's just like there's not like I don't think any story or lore, but you're just like, that's fun. Yeah. Um I actually think he's a great boss. Yeah, I and, love him. Yeah, he's great. And then he goes to this King's Garden. I think it's like there's a bunch of cool stuff in here. Like there's all these like little I don't how would you describe the gardening people? They're 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 gardeners. So they're like like straw men. They look like something out of like the movie nine.
0: Yeah. They're like made of like animated twigs and and stuff, right? Yeah. And they're, they literally have shears and pitchforks
1: and they're out there gardening. Yeah. Before I ever played this game, I actually watched you. You're like, I never did this DLC and I just watched these guys like severed you to death over and over again. Yeah. It was very fun. Yeah. There's just like, there's like big giants with big axes and all these garden guys. And it's just like, it's just kind of a fun, like little stroll until you get to. I think a boss fight that fundamentally changed how we're doing boss fights in Dark Souls from now yeah. on out. Autorius. Autorius, I think, is the perfect mix of, like, flavor and story. Because, or, insert, mechanics in flavor and story. You keep hearing about this myth of Atorius of, you know, who went down to the Abyss uh and fought Manus. The Abyss is also really cool. You fight the, the four kings in the Abyss, and you have to use the... A Covenant of Artorias ring? or is it called? Yeah. Covenant of Artorious. That allows you to traverse... It says it allows you to traverse the abyss. And you just jump down in an infinite blackness. And then you just fall and fall and fall and fall. And then you just go on the ground. And there's nothing but blackness. And if you're online, bloodstains. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, you know, the four kings come out. And it's just a really cool thing. And when you fight it, the bonfire shows up so you can warp out. And it's just... It's such a cool thing. And all you know of the abyss is just like... It's this consuming darkness that rises up, and yeah. and it's just terrible. It's it's why New Londo is flooded. That's you go to New Londo with all the ghost people, yeah. And the and the reason all those people are there is because they flooded the whole town and they all died and their ghosts rose. Yeah, and it was and, to contain the abyss. Yeah, and then you remove the water and there's all these dark race who are creatures of the abyss, I believe. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah. And they're just waiting in the, like, they're just like Metallo uh, from <laughs> Superman, just stuck under the water, waiting for war. It's super cool. But anyways, there's a whole story of the Abyss of, you know, Manus, the father of the Abyss, is there. Torius was rumored to beat him. This DLC takes place in the past, because Dark Souls is all fucking weird. But you find out, you fight Atorius, who's kind of gone crazy at this point, right? And his arm is broken you can see his arm is like lying limp on his side because Manus fucked up his arm, yeah. right? He usually has a great shield there. Now he just has one sword. And he just kind of jumps and overhead slams with a sword like he's a fucking Smash character. And has a series of complicated combos, right? And you're fighting the crazed, crippled Atorius. And then you yourself go in the Abyss and beat Manus and basically find out this sto- this rumored hero Atorius beating Ma- Manus is actually you. Yeah. Everyone just thinks it's him. So one, it's cool, it's it's a it's a dual fight. It's amazing. It's difficult in the right way. It's one of those things where, you're like, okay, that's how he deals this move. And then you go back, you know, and you keep you keep kind of learning the fight in a really good way. But when you get into the abyss and you're looking for manace, you can find Sith, who is the big wolf we talked about earlier, who's a Taurus's wolf, right? And he's being protected. By Atorius's great shield that he left behind because he could no longer carry, to um, to protect to, to, to protect Sif, and it's a baby Sif. It's a very tiny. It's a, yeah. it's, a it's a regular w- wolf. regular side wolf, yeah. and he can help you in the Manus fight, which is super helpful because you just need to draw his aggro because Manas is fucking annoying and kind of a bad design boss fight, even though he looks cool as shit. Yeah. Um. But so all of that is just really cool. Like it's one of the best flavor story beats. And I, it might be the best story in all of Dark Souls, in my opinion, is the is the story of Artorius in the Abyss, right? Yeah, there,
0: there's no more there's no better known character than Artorius.
1: Yeah. But if you do the DLC first, before fighting Sith, Sith will recognize you in the future. Yeah. And he has there's a whole different cutscene where he basically smells you and recognizes you. And you still have to kill him. Because yeah. you need it, You need the ring. Because he's not gonna let you defile Artorius the grave. grave. And it just makes an already really emotional boss fight even better and it's just everything it's like you get this great fight against Atorius, this great fight against Sith, you get cool items along the way, you get cool arena, you just have a visual spectacle like everything is this game just hitting home runs out of the park
0: yeah, the DLC is truly some of the best content in the game yeah. The, the areas are like are like fun and fair, but still really challenging, and the bosses are the hardest bosses of the entire game. Yeah.
1: And, and I think three I think Sexual Guardian Notorious and Calamite the Dragon. Yeah. Uh are really good. Manis is kind of some dumb bullshit. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk a lot about it more in the boss stuff, but it just has wonky hitboxes, has lots of one shots. It kind of the same thing the whole time. Yeah. Like like we're really good at dodging in these yeah. souls games. He does and slam downs. Yeah, it just doesn't um dodging doesn't always work. Um <laughs> and you can just great shield through him uh and that's not fun <laughs> you know like okay i can do that but it's not super fun exactly there's one more cutscene that i think is really cool you can kind of learn of like gwyn's like his prime knights so there was a torius carrying Karim i think Carine. yeah Karin. yeah who who's looking at it you don't fight her you can't fight her i guess yeah uh but she's at a Taurus's grave after you kill her kill him and um ornstein and hawkeye go those are like the four his four like special knights you know and three of them are in this dlc you fight Torius. you you can't fight uh, uh kareem or you can just give kareem a, a soul which is what she wants yeah and that's cool like you feel good about that but as hawkeye goes giant and he's just carving stones you know and you get him to shoot Calamity out of the air, so you can find him in a boss fight. And it's just—he's just a really heartwarming guy. Like he just says this, like, "Oh, oh, oh. yeah." And it's like way too deep because he's huge. And then, like after he does it, he's like, "There's never been a truer shot fired." Yeah. you know. And it's just like it's just so like you're just like I love you, man. You're so cool, and the cutscene's awesome because it's just you know it's the biggest arrow you've ever seen just yeah. hit this dragon.
0: And, he, and of course, he's a blind archer. You know. Yeah, yeah. He's just super cool, nailing Calamity. It pins a wing. And Calamity can't fly anymore. So you've just grounded Calamity. but now you have to fight a dragon. And he's a really good dragon fight. And, he, and he looks cool, and
1: yeah. it's cool stuff. You kill him, you get a ring that doubles all damage, because fucking Dark Souls. <laughs> like, good job, go fuck yourself.
0: Yeah. So the the DLC really knocked it out of the park, except for Manus. Uh, and even Manus is like kind of debatable. You could. Uh, there are definitely people that like Manus.
1: Yeah, and he's a super cool flavor, and he's kind of like the reason everything happened. Yeah, he becomes, Dark Souls a, too. <laughs> he becomes
0: a bit of a linchpin character in the lore. Yeah, uh going forward, but
1: yeah, he, like it uh, wasn't
0: so much in one. They they
1: talk about the four great souls that were gathered, and one is like in the Furtive pygmy grabs the Dark Soul, uh, because it's Dark Souls. Nothing is a hundred percent. That's one hundred percent to me, Manis though. Yeah, uh, everyone's pretty convinced Manis is the Furtive yeah. pygmy. uh Dark Souls Three makes everything confusing, but uh fuck the lore in that game. Let's yeah. just pretend it didn't happen. Exactly. With this DLC that was kind of fun, it Was I was watching Ross go through it. Because he actually forgot to do it uh, on his <laughs> first playthrough. So he had to go back in New Game Plus just to do the DLC. It was kind of brutal. Yeah, kind of brutal, yeah. But, do you want to talk about your sword? I want to talk about your sword. <laughs> talk about my
0: sword. Yeah. So I picked up the Dragon Greatsword, which you can get in Ash Lake. You can cut the tail of the Covenant Leader. Who it seems just... fine with this. Yeah, he's pretty cool with it. Yeah, he just cut off his tail and he's just like... No, no response. No response. But I just like, I picked like the biggest fuck office sword I could, I could think of. And I was like, yeah, the great Dragon sword. I'll take that, you know? And, uh, that was kind of a mistake because there's a few weapons in the game. There's a few like ultra great swords uh, and stuff that swing slower than every other ultra great sword. You know, even weapons of their same class. And that's like the, the Black Knight ultra great sword, the, um, Dragon great sword. The, I think the Dragon King Great Axe does the same thing. But basically, yeah, I picked the biggest, slowest
1: weapon I could think of. And that was maybe a mistake. Yeah, it was too. Like, I came over to watch, and uh, it, he was like, man, Dark Souls 1 is way slower than I remember. And then I saw him swing a sword. I'm like, I don't know. You literally picked the molasses <laughs> weapon. Like, just like every fight, I was just like, how is this possible? <laughs> <laughs> just like every boss fight, it was at the end of just like, maybe I should just change to a sword that like, remotely faster. It's like, yeah. oh, this fight got a whole lot easier. Exactly. And the crazy thing is, it's in a super hidden area. On a, on a, on a, on a covenant leader, you would probably not think to cut off. And to upgrade, you have to use dragon scales, the rarest upgrade material in the fucking game. Yeah, It was easily the worst pick ever. Yeah. And it sucks. It <laughs> just sucks. It's, it's- very strong, though. But it was, like... It was literally in New Game Plus, like, l- not one-shotting, but, like, one the <laughs> enemies. So it's, like, one of the reasons to have these all like, well, at least you one-shot things. It's like, nope. Not anymore. Not these <laughs> things. And just, like, watching you go through with Havel armor in the world's slowest sword is just, like... Yeah, uh, the game would look slow. <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, it is definitely slower than 3 and 2. It is by a lot. Yeah. But, oh my god. That... That makes you think that you're playing something slower than Demon's Souls. It's just (laughs) preposterous. I was moving insanely slow. But I did get to wear all
0: of Havel's armor. Uh, You know, that was a lot Mm. of fun. And I got to just tank through Manus. Yeah.
1: So, there was some benefit. One thing that's a little frustrating is upgrading items in this game fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, in in Demon's Souls and Dark Souls 1, the upgrade trees are just kind of like a bunch of different uh, materials for all your different weapons. It just doesn't have to be... And it just makes upgrading, like, not super fun. And they're kind of stingy with late-game stuff where it's like, you don't need to be. Because, like, let me have multiple weapons because I'm just playing the game. Yeah. I'm experimenting, you know? So that's a minor critique of just like, oh, uh, if, you were, if you've were if you played other Souls games and you go back to Dark Souls 1, upgrading's annoying. <laughs> yeah.
0: You mostly don't do it. Like, in Dark Souls 1, you mostly pick one weapon and you stick with it. Yeah. You know?
1: Which is fine. It's how I play most Souls games. That's true. You know?
0: but, but in... Especially like in three, there's you can upgrade just as much as you fucking want, you know. Yeah. Uh, and you can you can switch weapons and and play around and do all kinds of stuff. But in Dark Souls one, you just don't have the materials. You can't do yeah. that. Yeah. It and also
1: I end up like grinding a lot in Dark Souls one to get boss weapons. Yeah. You have to like upgrade a weapon to a certain level and then trade it in for a boss weapon, and I just have to do that a lot because. Even if I don't want to use the boss weapon, I like having a lot of boss weapons. Yeah. In all the other games, you just give the boss soul and get a boss yeah. weapon. This game, you're like, I have to go, like, grind large Tionite Shards.
0: Dark Souls 1, I mostly don't even get boss
1: weapons. Yeah. Like, it's just not worth it, you know? Yeah, and they're so cool. Like, it's frustrating because... They're they really, are really cool. They're really cool. And, uh, yeah, just a little bit of a bummer, you know? It's 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 part of this transition of figuring out what works and doesn't work. And software is pretty good. Like, a lot of stuff that in Demon Souls, you're like... Why on earth would this be in the game? Hey, it's on Dark 1. You know? Exactly. Like, uh, carrying limits. Not carrying limits in this game. You can carry whatever you want on you. Yeah. You don't have to, like, drop upgrade materials into a box just to pick up items. That's not fun for anyone.
0: <laughs> one thing everybody knows about, but I don't think people talk about enough, is the first time you encounter Seath. You encounter him in this little room, and it's a made-to-die room. And everybody knows, like all Souls Veterans know, so you gotta you gotta have your rare ring of sacrifice. You know? You can get one on the bridge in Firelink Shrine. Uh you can you can get it for free. Because Seath is gonna kill you in there, or he's gonna curse you. And like I can't think of a more brutal thing to do to players than to curse them and then lock them in jail and make them do all of Duke's Archives while cursed. That's fucked
1: up. And and Duke's Archive is just full of arrows and magic and tons of guys. Yeah, it's super fun. It's one of my favorite places, but a lot of people don't like it because it's... It's it's the Vietnam. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah, exactly,
0: exactly, and it's a uh, it's a maze area kind kind of. Yeah, you, know? you have to like
1: it's there's, complicated. There's
0: stairs you have to spin around and and a way to get through yeah. it all.
1: Like little mo- someone turns on like a a, a what do they call those f- gramophone f- a gramophone Yeah, is that actually its name Yeah. Okay, that, I I heard grandpa like, that can't be right. Turn to the grandfather, this weird noise, and then just, like, Cthulhu monsters start going up the stairs. Yeah, and you have to kill all of them. And, but you're like, but when you first see them, you're like, I don't know if I want to go near those. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know if I feel safe. That seems extremely bad. Now, imagine you're at half health, and you can't, for the first time, since you've gotten the ability to teleport around bonfires, you can't teleport out of here. <laughs> yeah, you know? I forgot. And it's that's fucked up that they would they would dare curse you yeah. before putting you into that hell.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: Like, that is some people's Vietnam. I've been cursed in Duke's archives. It's miserable. Yeah, I know? imagine. And, like, everyone just kind of writes that shit off nowadays, but, like, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. It's... There's a reason they don't do that anymore, you know?
1: Yeah, they, Sa- they, same thing. They, the
0: curse never returns. Sa- same thing, like, I think this is just a, a, a developer oversight, but when you go into Nito's boss room... You fall down a hole to get in Anito's, uh boss room, and you usually take, like, half your health and damage and fall yeah. damage. There's no other hole that, like, does that. Like, normally when they make you fall in a hole, they prevent you from taking fall damage. They just didn't. Yeah. And, like, that could kill you, or that, that could just fuck you up for no reason. Yeah, know?
1: I actually specifically was so happy on my sorcerer build... Because there's a thing called fall control, and it's the one time I use it, I'm like, let me do it before Nito! (laughs) And I'm like, value acquired! (laughs) I'm a wizard! And yeah, like, the thing is, this game is great, but it's obviously not perfect. Like, one of the things in this game is, uh, there's platforming elements. Like, they don't ask you to jump a lot, but every time they do, you're like, you didn't. You didn't have to. Because to jump, to run, you hold O. To jump while you're running, you have to hit O. So that sucks but they make it L3 they did later yeah, you know they figured that out and it's just it's just so frustrating and there's there's even like a boss they make you do it and it's unfathomably bad like it's it's one of the worst boss fights in not just souls in games it's like one of the one things in souls that's like we're, we don't need to compare you to souls to say this is bad we can compare you to anything this is atrocious yeah you got the Metrovania, you got the RPG, you got the action game. Don't try to be a platformer. Just every time you ask me to do that, to do a falling puzzle or whatever, you're just like... you Yeah, how dare you? I just wish and you wouldn't every, do this. Every fucking game
0: has a falling puzzle. Like, yeah. Every Dark Souls game has some kind of falling puzzle, and you're just like, stop it. Just
1: yeah. stop it. And in this one, they put curse at the bottom of it. Those maniacs. Those fucking monsters. Yeah. And also, probably no way back up. Like... If you do
0: Ash Lake at the time when you first encounter, yeah, Ash before you learn warp, yeah, you have to go all the way down and you like get down to Ash Lake and you get to the end of Ash Lake and it's a dead end and you're like, really? Oh, do I have to? Yeah, yeah. Do I have to turn around? And the answer is yes. You have to walk your ass back all the way across Ash Lake, which is a long ways, and then all the way back up the Great Hollow, and then all the way out of Blighttown. And that's just
1: a that's just a big fuck you. Yeah, you know. Which is why you should always abuse Homeward Bones. <laughs> yes. They teleport you back. If you don't rest at the bonfire in Ash Lake, you can just teleport yourself back out. And uh, I have a Homeward Bone problem. It's well documented. I basically buy 100 Homer Bones every game, and then I buy another 100 when I run yeah. out of those hundreds.
0: <laughs> but I, I did I did that because I had to go to Ash Lake to get my sword. I did, purposely did not sit at the bonfire in Ash Lake. I just went all the way through Great Hollow and all the way through Ash Lake in one
1: go so that I could Homer Bone out. Yeah. And just a deep, like, uh, it's one of those things where if I know someone's playing Dark Souls 1, and they're in, um... The Poison Swamp? this Poison Swamp. They're in, yeah the bottom of Town, I'm like, do not go down that tree yet. Yeah. You know, you can't go in that tree. Don't. Yeah. Wait. <laughs>
0: Maybe go get Clorinthy Ring. It is in there, but...
1: Yeah, yeah, Beyond that. So the last thing I just wanted to talk about is, uh, just kind of, uh, an error to say much about, but I think it's so cool, and it speaks to just, like, like, the, the love I feel. So on the way to Gwyn, when you're in Killing the First Flame, you fight all the Black Knights. And Black Knights are so fun. They're scattered throughout the whole game. Beat them once, they disappear. And this is the one area they don't disappear. You can just fight Black Knights to your heart content. And Black Knights are also so flavorfully cool because you fought the Silver Knights in Arlando. Black Knights are knights that Gwyn had who were charred by dragon fire. Yeah. And you see them in the opening cutscene. Like They say like Gwyn and his knights, and you see all the Silver Knights... Right, and the Black Knights are the ones who like are forged by the fires of the first war, and all their weapons are incredible. Yes, and they drop the best upgrade material in the game on your way to kill them for each type of infusion you can do, and it just they, it looks so cool. Like the area is just desolate and weird looking, and it's so clear how many of the future Dark Souls just are ripping this area off because it's such a cool. Oh yeah, it's such a cool place. And at the end of it is Gwyn, a boss fight that you could just parry to death, uh, which you could just practice on all these black knights. And it's a lo- you have to fight six knights on the way to Gwyn, and it's a treat. Yep. It's not annoying. It's not it's a wonderful. long corpse run. Like, it's a big thing in these games is sometimes it's a long space between you and the bosses, right? And this is a long run, and you really probably don't care. Yeah. You know, some people might get suckered Gwyn for a long time the first time, but you know, even now if I if I lost a Gwyn three times in a row, which would not happen, but let's just say I did. Let's say I was doing a Soul Levels one run, you yeah. know, I would just still enjoy doing that. And then the second the game is over, I've almost never not at least done the asylum. Right? I just start playing again. Oh yeah. The yeah. game ends and it starts, and it's just I just can't imagine another game that does that, right? Like when that, that has a new game plus that you so consistently will at least start, right? Because you just still have a full head of steam, you know? Yeah. And it's a satisfying end, even if sometimes it takes a while <laughs> to feel satisfying. Because <laughs> at the end of Dark Souls, a lot of people are just like, that was it? It's just over now? That's why I get fire exploding cutscene, you yeah. know? But now it's just Quinn's theme plays and you feel so connected to your experience. And then you're like, I just do that again right now. Yeah, it, it starts. And I you often over. do.
0: <laughs> yeah, it starts you over, and you're like, you're like, I don't know if I want to play another one, but like five more minutes, I'll finish the asylum. You yeah, know? yeah. And you, it's you get back to Firelink, and that's when you can make your decision. Do I want to keep going? You know. Yeah. But yeah, I do the same thing. If it starts me over at Asylum, I'm like, I can beat Asylum real quick. No problems there. It's yeah, also you fun. You just kill
1: the Abyss Demon
0: with your freaking yeah end game shit. Yeah, it's also fun because you you. The first time you meet him now, you're going to get that great hammer, you know? Yeah. Because technically, if you kill him the first time you meet him, he drops his great hammer. Normally, you only have a broken straight sword and no healing. So you're not doing that because you hit for two damage. Yeah, yeah. Know? And he has hundreds of health. But the second time, the new game plus time you go through there, you've got weapons. You kill him. You get the great hammer. Yeah, and it's like, like already it's already immediately rewarding you with new stuff
1: for new game plus, And that's really cool. And the best thing about new game plus is the future new games get harder new game plus is fucking easy you're just broken the whole time and you just
0: tear through it Yeah, that's (laughs) the the best part new game plus is the easiest run of any dark souls yeah it's always the second run when you're over fucking powered yeah you know god that's wonderful and with that we're gonna wrap up our discussion on dark souls 1 there's probably an immense amount of things we didn't get to say uh we could talk about this game quite literally all day
1: and we have between each other for months. Yeah, you'll be yeah,
0: you'll be surprised how much didn't get said and how much got, how much yeah. actually got cut, despite the length of this podcast. W-
1: once a week now, uh, Ross wakes up and I'm like, I sent you a four page Google document, <laughs> <laughs> and if I don't send it through Google Docs, I send it through text, and he's just like, I'm not reading all this. <laughs> <laughs> but Dark Souls one, uh, you know, a, a titan of a game,
0: an absolute masterpiece. Uh we're not the first to say that, but I hope we've said something new. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, you know, follow us on uh on Twitter at Bostor 4. Look at our YouTube channel, Bostor Podcast on YouTube. It's it's pretty good. I've yeah. been putting up a ton, a ton of Sekiro stuff. I, I, no joke,
1: if you were struggling with Sekiro, watching Ross beat Sekiro is pretty good. I've become
0: a master of Sekiro and yeah. I, I I put up a bunch of videos that aren't necessarily tutorials, but they'll they'll teach you something. If you watch them. Yeah, I I I have
1: used them myself. Yeah. And I, I, I've been in this game four times and I definitely couldn't have done it without Ross's help. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep putting
0: up videos. So like if you if you like you know this kind of content, I'm gonna be putting up, you know, gaming content on, on YouTube. If you have any questions, if you wanna if you wanna talk to us directly, you can uh Boster at gmail.com. You can send me an email, I will respond. Uh and uh, yeah, that's about it.
1: Yeah, and and one thing, you know, we're going to be doing Souls for a bit. We're going to be doing, you know, all the Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Demon Souls, Sekiro. We're going to do Dark Souls 2 next week uh, and, you know, kind of have, uh, talk about the Black Sheep of the series. But one thing I think we're going to start doing a little bit more, and it's definitely to try to keep this from being, like, if you, if you maybe don't like Souls as much as everyone else, uh... We also want to start talking about kind of the other games we're playing. We've already been all these Souls games, so we're going to be playing other games during the week. So before some of our cast, we might start talking about, uh, you know, what we played during the last month and just little stuff, you know, maybe check some stuff out. Ross is really good at finding indie games. You might find a game that you never uh, heard of that could be very fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. So keep listening. If you're wondering why there's still a, another part of this episode on your podcast list is because we are now going to start a boss ranking of dark souls one and it is going to be in depth and thorough.
1: yeah we're gonna do that for all the souls games and then and then probably one for all of the souls games. all the souls ga- yeah we'll have uh, a final
0: tier list an, an objective listing of all bosses in all souls games it's just gonna be like it's gonna start with every boss in sekiro and then it's gonna go down from
1: there <laughs> uh and i also think we're gonna hopefully actually talk about kind of like what makes objective good boss design. We're not not just like, this is a little fun for me, but kind of like, you know, what should go good into a good Yeah, it's going to be a real
0: discussion about bosses. So like,
1: yeah. Look, and there's no better
0: series to do that with. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, thanks for listening. Check out our, uh, check out our talk about the bosses. When you got to
1: fight but none them live up to it.